Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with the one and only, and yes, amazing, Anna Kelly. Hi, Anna. Thank you. Always so good to be here with you, Michael. Yeah. So uh, I have a, I, I'm starting to play with the phrase, and I'd, I'd like you to push back on it or ask me what I'm talking about, but I am now willing to say that the housing crash has started. And I think that will surprise a lot of people. So, hey, Anna, the housing crash has started. What do you think? This is a baited question, Michael. <laughs> I mean, transactions are clearly crashing. Transactions have started to crash. We have a significant slowdown in buyer demand, those willing to pay 7% for a mortgage, those able to pay 7% for a mortgage, and those investors willing and able to pay 8, 9, 10% and still have things pencil. So demand is coming down significantly. Now, if you're talking about housing prices crashing, your mileage and your market may vary. There are some markets that the values are already coming down compared to last year. They're not yet back at 2020, but they're coming down significantly from before. There's other markets, Michael, that the prices are still higher than they were last year. Although transactions are slowing, there's still a supply demand imbalance with more supply, more demand than there is supply. And I don't think those markets are going to crash. I think they're just going to slow the level of growth. You see through me. This is not fair. <laughs> <laughs> so you're absolutely right. So I think the housing market has, uh, uh, it was in a recession. I think the housing market's in a depression, uh, right? We've already seen not only transactions crash 30, over 30% already. And I think they go down at least 50%. Uh, we're also seeing building down 17%, permits down 19%, and builders are saying 2023 will be worse. So when you look at residential investment, which is part of GDP, it was down 24% last month. It pulled GDP, which posted a 2.6, down 50%. It would have been 3.9. So again, the housing crash has started in transactions and building. Next. I do think there is a housing crash, just as you pointed out, in some markets. Mm -hmm. For example, if you are in a market where iBuyers got stupid, like Phoenix, and now they have 30% of active inventory, you are going to see price degradation. Yes. It will be double digits. It went up too fast. Well, here's the deal. I know people who were wholesaling in Phoenix. That all they did was lock up a property, call Open Door Zillow before they left, yes. and they laughed. They laughed at the prices they were getting. Right? This reminds me of poker games. If you're if you don't know who the fish is in the room, you're the fish. Yeah. Right? People are going to come take your money. So, if you you need to know your buy box in your market, and number one question for me is it in is it inflated because of i buyers? If the answer is yes, you got double digit price crashes in the works and coming. So that's, that's my first thought. What do you think? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I read an article last week and I can't remember where I read it because I read so much stuff, but it was essentially talking about all of these iBuyers and all of these big REITs that came in and bought up you know, tons of properties, mostly on the residential side. And their market cap before, you know, a year ago versus today, it's down 90%, Michael, 90% shocked me that it was down that much, right? But to your point, a lot of these iBuyers came into cities like Sarasota, Florida, right? 
Phoenix, Arizona, and they bought up entire neighborhoods. Now that they've got to get rid of some inventory, they're the ones that are price dropping. So you think it's just all these people selling their homes. If you're in one of those neighborhoods, you're really in trouble if you want if you need to sell your house because as they have to start liquidating in order to remain viable, right? Their debt service payments, I'm sure, are incredibly high um, as interest rates go up. You're going to have to cut your price. And so, you know, the answer is if you're in one of those markets, you better be able to have the wherewithal to hold the property, uh, you know, absorb some of the decrease in value and just ride the thing out, hold it long term, which is what we we advocate anyway as being long term investors. But yeah, those markets are going to be going to be crushed. Yeah, the good news about again, if you're in the market, is is Anna's kind of highlights. All you have to do is wait them out, right? They're, right? they're clearly buying a lot less, and in most markets, they've stopped. So once they blow through their inventory, which they will take losses on, you can start to plateau and and maybe build again. But yeah, if you're in a market dominated by i buyers, um, you know, prepare to hold. But also, I've had students who buy from i buyers, and the magic yeah. number seems to be ninety days. If you can I find was a just days off. Yeah, day, look at this as an market. opportunity. What do we want? We want motivated sellers. And when prices come down, that's the time to jump in and go, yeah, it could come down a little more in another year. But if I'm buying this thing at a number that makes sense and it pencils and my cash flows there, you know, it, the taxes are where they need to be landlord friendly, like buy them while you can, while the prices are low and ride up the next, you know, expansion period in the market that'll hopefully give you a decade of rising values. Yeah. So use it as an opportunity. Do your work. Don't gamble. Right. Don't certainly don't be flipping in that market. If you're if, if you're dominated by iBuyers, right. six, nine, 12 months of pain as they reduce or go to zero on inventory. So that's number one. The number two, it's kind of second home Airbnb markets. Right. I think there was a lot of focus. Some markets got um, really a lot of Airbnb and second homes happen. A lot of three and a half percent down, a lot of overpayment because they thought daily rates and occupancies would continue to be at record levels. I think there are now some cities turning on that. So I think there might be some pain in kind of second uh, second home markets, certainly second home markets that also had the additive of Airbnb focus. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, historically, when we hit recessions and this is beyond just recession, right, we'll call it a housing recession or a housing depression. In a typical recession, you're going to have values of second homes, luxury homes come down first um, and sometimes somewhat substantially. But if again, if you look at this thing as a long term play and you're cash flowing with conservative numbers, right, typically in recessions, rental income actually goes up, not down, because people that can't afford to go on a more expensive vacation, if you're drivable and you're near water, and that's really the key statistic. If your property is near water or maybe in the mountains where people can do a staycation, cook you know, on the barbecue pit, uh, stay home with the fireplace, just enjoy each other, they get there. They'll pay for the really nice rental, but then they're not going to you know, go spend a bunch of money at the restaurants and the bars and things like that. So you've got to be able, anytime you're buying property at any point in a market cycle, to say, what's my long-term strategy? What's plan A? What's plan B? As long as you've got fixed debt on that baby, you can weather the storm and you better be able to cover some months that that don't have as high of occupancy. Um, I have a few and I have a few luxury high end rentals. They're still doing really well, Michael. So, yeah. Yeah. If you're near water and again, you bought the right stuff, I think that's going to when people look back at Airbnb in a year, there will be a clear delineation. Right. If you had the class A park place boardwalk kind of that 
level, you're going to do just fine. And you always will. That's what the model was built for. But right. people who down selected and, you know, bought the light blue or, you know, whatever the colors on the, you know, kind of opposite side. I think those I think those have some real pain. And then the uh, last part of the housing crash on I've never I haven't talked about. So your first is luxury. I think we are seeing and all the agents I talk to that that traditionally do luxury. The, there's crickets, right? So if you're two X to the median, whatever your market is, crickets and inventory is exploding days on market up. There's been some six figure price drops and there's just no buyers. I mean, there's, you know, there's a few cash buyers here and there, but man, the luxury market is in trouble, but on the reverse, the first time home buyers still stuff flying off the shelf. So it is yeah. a, definitely a, a luxury market uh, is, is heading for a crash. I think at least short term. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's it's very similar to vacation rentals, you know, higher end properties, there's just fewer buyers. So imagine that that person that was buying a $400,000 house with a three and a half percent interest rate today can afford a $300,000 house or cheaper, right? At a 7% interest rate. Well, if you're buying a luxury house, you know, magnify that. So your million dollar home buyer might only be able to afford a six or $700,000 home. So yeah. typically even in up markets, luxury properties typically struggle a little more unless debt is so cheap that it's just a no-brainer. And so, you know, it doesn't surprise me. The higher-end homes just simply don't have enough buyers that can afford to pay those prices. And so with interest rates up, savvy investors who are willing to buy the million-dollar-plus home, they're just going to wait. And again, it's, it's uh, you know, I don't, this, this shouldn't be news to anyone, but these luxury buyers typically also have stock portfolios and those aren't doing very well. So, right. And they probably have high income jobs where they're getting nervous about unemployment going higher because I think there will be a white collar recession, not a blue collar recession. So again, I think there's just a general appre apprehension of, of signing up for a big mortgage. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. So again, I think there is a housing crash. It's obvious now in transactions. Thankfully, we called that on this channel months ago. I do think there is a housing housing price crash in certain markets, iBuyers, second homes, luxury. Um, but again, first-time homebuyer homes, really strong, near as I can tell. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, for the most part, uh, through any market cycle, when I'm looking for a single family home to purchase, and I do have several, and I'm actually looking for a few more, even though I'm a big multifamily investor, right, is I want homes in the, in nice neighborhoods with good schools and low crime, but that the rents are just under what people can really afford to buy that house. But I can always have multiple options, right? If you're in that first time home buyer you're going to have buyers that want the properties. You're going to have flippers that want the properties. You're going to have wholesalers that want the properties. And you're going to be able to keep a long-term tenant for a really long time. So that's kind of the sweet spot, that first-time homebuyer range for successful long-term hold investing. Very, very cool. Anna, do me a favor. Where can people find you? Great. You can find me on social media at Anna Kelly, REI Mom, my website, REIMom.com, and here every Wednesday with you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.